Daddy issues are big issue. <laughs> big issue. In Smallville. In, actually, yes, in Smallville. Um, it's like a Disney movie. None of them have two sets of parents. Yeah. It's only one parent allowed. And with the epi- <laughs> with the episode called Extinction, I mean... Extinction of parents. It's like Jimmy Neutron. Remember, <laughs> they have that with the aliens. Well, it's definitely... Um, an agenda for the extinction of whatever we get to it later, but parents, parents, <laughs> yes, yes, but also maybe personalities or just ways of thinking because Clark and Lex so far, who, and, who, who are these strangers? Yeah. Joseph? I don't know who those who those people are. So far, they've been acting quite opposite of who they are usually. You know how you know there's like red flags going on in Smallville. Is when the people that make sense are Pete, Lana, and Chloe. When those three are your heroes of the story, and they are the ones that are making the most sense towards Clark, yeah, there's something wrong here. Clark should be accepting Lana, and somehow I'm even saying accepting, Lana should be accepting Clark back. Instead, it's somehow reversed, and Lex should not be in business with Daddy. Why did we decide that? That is not something that I would have thought Lex would have ever done. I'm still hoping there's some alternative motive going on, but at the same time, for I don't know. I don't know who this person is. I don't like it. He might as well have hair. Damn. So how is he going to get divorced, you know, since Helen jumped out the plane? Uh, and last week i guess lionel has the footage so maybe he would just say hey she's killed we can't find her yeah she just this is the last thing we saw her do and uh you want to go to find her plus i'm sure they have good enough lawyers they or they forge signatures are you gonna put it past the luthers lionel no yeah he's gonna take care of it all especially if it means that lex is now once again back to being lonely because that means that Lionel is then able to continue to take advantage of him. Even mm. though, is Lionel able to take advantage of Lex? Do you think he's buying into what his son is trying to sell to him? What do you think with Lionel? What do I think with Lionel? Yeah, do you think he is being very sincere with this new deal with his son? Or do you think that Lionel's still going to be like, maybe I missed my chess game with him overall? Lionel continues to show us how he is definitely not trying to be cool with his son. He he plans, bro. He's got a plan. There's no way. No. Down we all know down to the core this man hates his son. All right, and Lionel still has the mason jar. Correct? Of blood. That would be true, yeah. Yeah, so Lionel now still has the blood as well. Maybe he's just so happy, even though he still doesn't know the source mm. of where the blood came from, right. he's still at least happy because he has that. I have my son as my partner. I control the world. I guess he controls the world. I mean, Smallville, so. Metropolis. Yeah. He's a, he's a big fish in a big pond, but yet he's the biggest fish in that pond. So... Lionel right now, you could say, is the kingpin of it all. Yeah. 
And also want to bring up in this episode today, uh, Extinction, episode three of season three. Jesse Metcalf. Is it Metcalf or McAfee? I don't know who that is. I'm going to say John Tucker. That's John Tucker, though, bro. From obviously the so popular John Tucker Must Die. And apparently he was in Desperate Housewives for a hot minute. I guess that was one of his big roles there. But I don't really know him from anything else. I'm sure he's still acting, which it looks like he is. Yeah, the only one I really follow, even though, think about it. So John Tucker ended up being in Smallville. He didn't get in any roles beyond really that that I can remember. But yet, the other Tucker ended up becoming you. Joe. And ended up actually becoming something big. Let's continue. Brittany Snow, the other Tucker's girlfriend... Then became something big as well in Pitch Perfect, where now her husband ended up on selling OC on Netflix. He was obviously a cheater. Man, so much reality TV I watch. Where now Britney Snow is divorcing him. So I guess what I'm trying to say is Smallville touches all of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does touch that. And... And with uh, Jesse Metcalf, what I was getting at, though, <laughs> John Tucker. Back to what I was really wanting to say, not this idiot. Yeah, hopefully, you know, Ashanti is in this one, too. <laughs> or, yeah, special guest appearance of Jesse Metcalf as Van McNulty. Oh, God, no. Van McNulty. That's his name. That's not his... That's not a name. That's a student. That's not a student. That's a student in the 1950s. No, but no, that's... no, no, no. <laughs> not a student now. 2003. Hey, remember last episode when I also talked about how this has to be in an alternative school because they don't know each other? This is another prime example of we've never seen multiple kids out of this school that ended up in this junior year high school. So the only way that could have happened is they did something bad at their previous. They now have to come to Smallville High. Mm. The school sucks. Oh the school sucks. We all know it. You can only... it's, And it's definitely an alternative high school because we'll get to see later how Van just uh, has a police scanner on his hip <laughs> listening to it. Well, there are rules. When it comes to being able to be admitted to Smallville High, you got to follow a couple things. One, got to be adopted or have one parent or your parents beat you. Has to be one of those things in order for you to be able to be admitted. Also, when it comes to carrying around the police scanner, sometimes you just need to be different. I'm thinking more so this might not be an alternative high school. It might be more something of a maybe... You know, in a nicer way of a lower education. Turn to middle school. (laughs) (laughs) No. Maybe the, I don't know. Maybe just Van is a special kind of guy that they allow to carry a police scanner with his little headphones around the school. And no one's going to tell him anything. No one's going to tell him anything. And this is a junior or senior in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's just Van. He's got his police scanner again. You don't want to mess with that. You know what he reminds me of? The guy from Cinderella story? No, no, no. no. From something's about, uh, there's something about Mary. 
Her brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's Franks so and Beans. <laughs> Franks and Beans. Franks and Beans. Yeah, that's what Van McNulty is. Uh, but I'm still going to say with Van and what we do kind of have pushed on us in this episode is racism against yeah, people no. who are meteorite freaks. Yeah, there's like a whole... There's that, that, I think there was a clearly a message to be betrayed here, obviously. I mean, I feel like it's too obvious, but... If I feel like you rub show... against the rocks, I'm coming to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like a whole thing with the theme of, I guess, the episode is uh, centered around, I guess, a racial or type of prejudice. I don't It's not racial or species. Like, I don't know. Species? I mean, well, if I guess you... it's kind of a racial thing. It's weird. I don't know. It's like definitely meteor freaks. Like, oh... You're just, you've been exposed to the meteor yeah, rock. Been... You need to die. Yeah, we're going to put you in your own area because you don't belong with us normal people now that you have powers. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you could really say that. And somebody would be able to be against them, which is, I wish this episode would have, it, it has the opportunity to dive into more comic book stuff, and yet it kind of holds back mm -hmm. and makes it more corny. <laughs> I don't know why Smallville decided to take certain routes with this episode. Because, once again, some things don't make sense with our main characters. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, <laughs> you know, we still got some good songs, though, in the, sh in the show. Well, we starting out Yellow with card. Yellow Card, even though, like what we've talked about, unless it's Ocean Avenue, why the hell do I care? <laughs> Don't even show me that it's playing yellow card. There's a place on Ocean Avenue. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Come on. This is yellow card we're talking about. It's true. Yeah. But yeah, again, we're going to get started on Extinction. This is the Somebody Save Me podcast. Thank you again for listening to us this week. Follow us on Twitter. Let's get started. You better love us. No, don't. Don't. All right. So, yeah, we had the yellow card playing intro. We're at Smallville High. We got some dude just drinking hella water. And he gets pulled up by Jesse Metcalf. And this is Van McNulty. He's hitting up his friend Jake. It's like, what are you doing? Come on, we can go. I got a ride. Oh, no, man. I'm sorry. I'm too busy doing something that a lot of the guys are doing, which is called just staring at Lana and knowing her schedule as she walks out of the school. Okay. All right. I already have to pause. I'm sorry. Listen. What is I, this, bro? I know Lana is good looking, but how in the world is she able to attract every single creepy guy? How is it that all of a sudden, oh, I'm paying attention to her. This guy has never even talked to her. Dude. So why are you in love with her? Bro. And this go, yeah, I want to bring this up officially because, I mean, it's already kind of been officially talked about. There's like an online theory of Lana actually being a meteor freak herself, secretly, and no one knows it. And the reasoning behind it is, of course, she's been exposed to meteor rock. She had a, literally a necklace for, for so long since her parents' death, and... 
the theory is that she has this like attraction spell almost this attraction power where i guess opposite sex or not even because of tina tina is even evidence the obsessed with lana whitney obsessed greg arkin well you've talked about this in the past and i think i blew it off because a lot of the things you say is just you know batshit crazy but with this episode this confirms it with me and it's because it just this guy comes out of nowhere and also this is why it bothers me okay lana talks to how many people how many people two three she doesn't talk to anybody. No. Nope. So random people even liking Lana, I don't think even happens in real life because you don't even know her. You may think she's good looking, but there's no reason for you to be so obsessed out of the blue as if it really did come out of nowhere. Yeah. There has to be something that then triggers these meteor freaks. Yeah. No, you're you're completely right. It's it's and even with Clark too being so I mean he's pretty obsessed, bro. Well, and John Tucker in this scene even explains to his His buddy, name is Van, bro. I'm gonna do this all episode. Everyone buckle in. No, we already have a John. But that's why I'm gonna clarify John Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> so So yeah, we just confirmed this Jake kid is uh weird. And what his buddy does Van, John, tell him <laughs> is Dude, you should not be even paying attention to her. That girl has so many guys going after her. She should be having her own secret service. Again, why is Lana so great? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's not even me trying to be me. It's like, she's not talking to anybody. Yeah, she's, she's not. talk to anybody. And, yeah, why is... Uh, it's such a weird dude. This dude walks up to her. <laughs> He walks up to her, and she's just starting a car, about to dip. He's just like, hi. She goes, hey. Like, just a good smile, genuine smile. And she just drives off. Um, Yeah, weird. And his friend, Van. John Tucker. Walks gives, over. Gives him shit. It's like, good job, man. You got a complete sentence out. I uh, know. He goes, maybe next time you'll get a complete oh, sentence. Oh, that's what he says. Oh, you know what? I have to go. I'll catch you later. Jake then decides to get really creepy with it. I thought and his friend just laughs and smirks about it. Okay, okay. This was my plot hole for you. We see Lana drive away, correct? Yep. Where are they in the next scene? At the school pool. Weren't they able to be in the school pool when they were at school during Nicodemus? No, you have to drive across campus. <laughs> so did she just want to show off her new Jeep? Yeah. Look at it, guys! It's it was first appearance, first appearance last episode, so she wanted to show off. Yeah, because it looks like she's. You see the theme here. The she colors. went across the street. She's literally park. at the at the pool, and she it's a completely empty. And Which she's is there. Also she has creepy. She has a swimsuit on, and it's is night she on time. the swim team? When did this happen? When did she start swimming? She's never done this. Never. Not in a million years. This is coming out of left field with her even being alone. Why would she be alone at any point in time? I don't know. <laughs> and it, it doesn't make sense. She can't be trying to avoid Chloe anymore. The only time that I've seen Lana in the pool was Nicodemus. I don't think I've seen her in a pool at another time. Hmm. 
Man, we love Nicodemus Poolana. Uh, everybody loves that Nicodemus, or I'm sorry, that Poolana. No, <laughs> and even the Nicodemus episode. God, if I could just rewatch that over and over again, that would be the best. Yeah, and just find every little detail that I missed from before, like how big were really the hoop earrings. <laughs> Stupid. So yeah, here we have a uh, professional Lana, professional swimmer Lana. Perfect stroke, you know, going. I thought she perfect was form. Dude, what is this? Are we on the swim team now? Did Nick and Demas inspire something? So let's get really creepy, though. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about how yes, the pool is completely empty, and we can clearly see at the bottom right. We just saw things at the bottom right. I didn't. I didn't see anything at the bottom. I'm like Lana here. Apparently, the pool is 20 feet deep. Because- no, 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 no. It shouldn't even matter how deep it is because why is it cloudy? Why is it a cloudy pool? Uh, you know what? Maybe they just shocked it. Lots of chlorine is probably in that pool. <laughs> Dude. When he goes forward, of course, she thinks she hears something. Now it pans down to the bottom. And we can clearly see a whole person next to a drain. So we can't see this whole human in the pool. We can clearly see through it. She doesn't open her eyes it's underwater. Completely, before she even dove in, bro, you would see that person. Yeah, I would be like getting the net because I probably would think it was something and start poking at it and being like, what is this? Also, what is he doing? He's staring. And what he does next is even better <laughs> because it continues to ask the question, what is he doing? He then grabs her foot and starts pulling her under. Pulls her down, gets her in like a chokehold. She then uh, does a she, karate punch. You know damn well that punch didn't do anything. Well, in the water, and especially with her doing the little kick right there, she starts then floating to the top, screaming for help. Once again, Jake pulls her underneath the water. And he's choking, choking her. Choking her. What? And she is trying to have to come up for some type of breath. She's not able to. She's about to pass out. But then we see something going through the water. And now Jake is starting to float, no longer grabbing her throat. There is blood in the water. And we see a rock of kryptonite floating down that state's freak. Mm-hmm. Freak. Meteor freak. I liked what they did there. But then, of course, Lana sees a someone... Who had a gun. Had a looked gun. Like, looked like an assault rifle. Yeah, like, full-on rifle. Yeah, and just, you can barely see who it is. Rifle and at they... school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you just see that person walk away. It's like a shadow figure almost, but you don't know who it is. Who saved Lana? But also, yeah, shot that man right in the pool. No one heard it. No one's coming to the school because a gunshot at the school. So, so uh, are you going to tell the audience who just died? Yeah, Jake's dead. No, no, Aqualad. <laughs> oh, yo, you want me to bring up, yeah, the theory. Oh, uh, yeah, Jake Paulin is Aqualad. What could have been, huh? He was like the prototype Aqualad. This is what they, they were testing him out if he had potential. But he wasn't, uh, what's his real name? Isn't it Garth? He, no, that's not Garth. That's a... he, he didn't choke Lana hard enough. We're going to have to get rid of him. Thank God, though, we're opening up to the torch. It is the ninth year of the torch where Pete now is picking up the newest issue because, of course, she has already written about how a student was saved by a mysterious gunman. 
this person is actually being honored as a hero versus somebody that brought a gun to school and happened to be spying on Lana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clark's pissed, by the way. <laughs> he gets mad about the weirdest things, dude, because, yeah. And, do, oh, boy, did we miss Pete. Man, um, I miss Pete tremendously because he's the only one that can set things straight saying, hey, man, uh, is Lana okay? Have you been able to talk to her? I'm pretty sure I'm the last person that Lana wants around at this time. So you know what? I'm not going to want to talk to her at all. Clark is acting like a big baby. And now they are walking by the locker of Jake. And what's going on? You know, you know, no, this, you know, this was a... Uh... <laughs> That's what it reminds me of when Byron was leaving poetry for Lana in season uh, season one. And uh, remember how mad he was about that? This how is, Clark was? This is exactly... He's like, oh, he's leaving her poetry at the cemetery? That's kind of creepy. He like, sounds like a stalker. And now he's mad about the shooter who, cl- who literally saved a student's life, and it's Lana. He's like, oh, a killer? He killed someone. Y'all think he's a hero? You guys are idiots. I don't kill people. I didn't kill anyone in that plane in Sojourn. Yeah, Sojourn doesn't count. Whenever I was Cal, I was a different person. Yeah. Not Clark. Yeah, I didn't kill anyone at the bank. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Cyrus died on his own. I may have asked him to overuse <laughs> his powers, but who cares? I pushed him to his limit. Um, nobody Maybe wants... I caused it, Hey, but I didn't kill him. How his did... body did. How is Tina impaled? Who cares? Who? What? <laughs> Yeah, so whatever, yeah, at Van's locker, we see Sheriff Adams just eyeing down Clark, telling the student body, all right, keep going, stop looking. And, oh, sorry, no, whose locker was it? It was uh, was Jake's. Jake's locker. And she says, all right, guys, everybody just keep moving now. Chloe walks up to Clark and says, oh, my God, I can't believe that this all happened. I never pegged Jake to be some type of stalker freak. However... I wouldn't say I'm surprised by the meteor rock labeled freak. Um, oh, what do okay. You, what do you mean? Crater Lake. They had a field trip one time. <laughs> and Jake had, uh, so, well, Chloe. Chloe dropped her keys. Yes. Off the pier. And, of course, Pete's clowning her for it. Jake fished them out for her. But he stayed down there. Obviously, it's known to have meteor rocks in that area. We stayed also down there for six minutes, and there's no way no no human or normal person would be able to do that. But you know what? I also want to be able to look on my computer, and Clark decides to be nosy rosy. Hey, what's that list? Um, this is sort of a thing I've been working on, kind of a before they make the wall of weird. The purgatory before maybe making it to the wall of weird. Um, well, who's that? Oh, this is Jake. I already had a file over him. Haha, <laughs> he had some amphibious qualities. Um, I don't think Jake is the one that we should be looking at, guys. Yeah, not really. Mis- yeah, the mysterious thing here is the dude who ended up to be right at the same spot, same time. Killed him. How do you think that was able to work? Um, okay, Clark, maybe you're right here. Do you want to be able to look up that mass vigilante and I'll be able to take the Jake area? Okay. Dude. All right. (laughs) Now this got so weird somehow between them two. Oh, yeah, it starts becoming a thing where Clark is just like, that would, I guess, be assuming I have a job here if I did that. (laughs) Huh? 
And Chloe, I mean, they really just go and there's this thing of like, well, no one was really clear on whose choice that was. So, um, yes, they were. I think. I think they I were. Think I think we Clark, knew. Clark actually said. We as the audience. Yeah, it was pretty clear on exactly what happened there. Clark said, "I quit." And she says, good, I can't count on you either. What's funny about that, though, is that Pete gives a smile of, I told you, dumbass, you can't quit. (laughs) (laughs) We're stuck in this forever, baby. (laughs) You thought I was kidding. It wasn't a joke. (laughs) Yeah, they're stuck. They have a a blood contract with Chloe or something. Yeah, they do not have a choice. I like that Chloe does even make this line of, you know what, I could just make up something saying that the Daily Planet column has me swamped, but you know what, Clark? I genuinely actually miss you working together. I do enjoy that. She doesn't make it weird. Clark gives a smile. Obviously, he's agreed. It's a very touching scene because sure. he's back to being a reporter. He got a haircut. You notice that? We don't have the Goblet of Fire like length anymore. Well, obviously, after last episode, we're on Order of the Phoenix. Duh. <laughs> short and sweet. It's short and sassy. Yeah, I thought you knew. No, nah, that's too short. Nah, he's not that short. Uh, yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now that we was go- angry. Well, now we go to Luther Corp. <laughs> All right, let's get to Luther Corp and this fun, this oh, fun in the sun between dad. We get and to son. yeah, we get to have such a great start to this lovely relationship we all know and cherish, uh, the Lionel and Lex, because that just started last episode at well, the very end. And Lionel says, "I need to get." Lex looked at, can you set up an appointment for him? Thanks, Bob. And then that's when Lex decides to walk in. And now, look at this man. We, I want to note down that, what Lionel is saying. Yeah, because exactly. I think, what is that? Get him looked at? Get him looked at. Um, what? For what? Uh, obviously, for shaking my hand and giving me a hug last episode, because I didn't raise him to be that. So we're going to have to get him evaluated to see what's going on. Dude, these are he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. And so, What are we looking at him for, Lionel? He showed me love. <laughs> Lex, of course, is here, and he's coming in, and now he's going to take the job, obviously, to work here again. It's like, Lex, Lex, come on. You already have the job. No need to request her until you're good. You've entered the ranks executive rank so you need to fill out the papers of course this doesn't seem weird to me it doesn't okay because the paperwork that were is re- corporate life insurance yeah. th- i mean would that not be a thing for well, upper level employees i thought it would be too and even he goes oh well what the hell is this dad it's it, son don't estimate your own value 50 million i mean it's now standard. i'm now I'm kind of reluctant to sign because now there's a dollar sign next to my life. Um, well, yeah. I, a business has to protect assets, no? You're an asset. You're an asset. To the company. I'm saying this is something positive, not that because it's so high. It's like this. Why don't you go look at my policy, Lex? There's I mean, no way in hell Lionel's policy is lower. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you had to have thought... Oh, if you die, he's you're going to get all of his assets probably. Yeah. You're his heir. I'm not under I'm not understanding why Lex got all butthurt about this, but he did. And now Lionel's having to explain to him, "You know what? We would have to be compensated for our loss if we lose somebody like you. But you know what? All right, fine. 
that's unacceptable to you, that's no biggie. Can Give you- your security guard or card to the guard, Nelson, on the way out. Uh, oh. Lionel just said, you can't sign simple paperwork such as insurance, then obviously you don't want to be here after all. That's how I took it. I took it as Lionel just being like, okay, you really weren't serious about this. You're wanting to fight me on every little thing, including uh, signing You're being this. a little bitch. <laughs> Exactly, because we're even talking about how simple is that paperwork. Give your security card up, too. That should be standard. And now we have a card swipe at the Talon. Ooh. Here comes Clark. Hey. Hey, Lana. He's walking in. Haven't seen you in a while. Well, I thought it would be easier if, you know, I was just uh, away. Oh, yeah? Who's that easier for, Clark? Ooh. She's already firing shots, aka saying, Clark, all I want is you. Dude, I'm this gets so old, bro. This like, gets even hotter as no. it goes. And Clark decides to ignore it and says, You know what? I'm doing a story for the torch. And it's about Jake. So you said that he was speaking to somebody on the bench. Do you think you can pinpoint this person if I magically turn to the exact page? Because it's like I had it saved and I already knew that who he was sitting with. And I just wanted to set this all up just so I can see you. That's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah. He already knew. Look. And she goes, oh, that's who he is. Van McNulty. Van McNulty, the friend of Jake at the very beginning. And she goes, glad I could be of some help, douchebag. All right, cool. See you later. Turns around, walks away. Clark grabs her arm. He strokes her arm down to her hand, where now they are holding hands, looking at each other, not wanting to break away. They are now finally touching for the first time since he has left. And Lana... Is this on or off the record? They are still holding hands. Clark is just thinking to himself, why is this so warm? I'm sorry, I have not stopped by. And Lana's just staring at him. Clark, I know we're not together anymore, but you don't need to make up an excuse in order to come and see me. How about you just come and see me, you idiot? And guess who cock blocks? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so we can rule out the Himalayan yoga masters. What? Chloe just walks right in the middle between them. And I'm pretty sure they're still holding each other, are they not? They they were at that point, yes. Because they never showed that they were locked away. At first, I'm going to give my girl the benefit of the doubt, however. Because guess what? She actually had something to show. She walks through them. She goes, all right, we can rule everything out. You know what, guys? Guess what? I found something. And you know what? I feel like she's also doing them a favor, too. Because it's... She's like, fine, you guys don't want to be together? I'll just kind of make it worse for you. Like, she's setting it up. Petty. Yeah. But I think it's not only petty for herself, it's petty for she thinks they're both being dumb. I mean, she called Clark dumb. I mean, it's probably getting old to her, That's what I mean. But then again, she's most of the problem. But what does she show him, Joseph? Believe it or not, gills. Gills on the autopsy photos of oh Jake. Oh my god, disgusting. Personally, I find a bullet disgusting. <laughs> yes, you son of a bitch. Lana is disgusted by the gills of Jake. So she's like obviously looking at the dude who tried to kill her. Pretty aggressive towards him, yeah, for sure. Disgusting. Yeah, it looks pretty gross. Gills look gross. But Clark is still just 
just very prideful. Just really, he's really going strong with his his point of view and opinion Mm -hmm. and support on the idea of hey, you know what's more disgusting? Murder. (laughs) Murder. He saved your life, but at what cost, Lana? A disgusting bullet. dumb why is he doing this he's so he can make any other argument and he's making you know what is gross that's disgusting how about the murder he committed death yeah i've only committed like four murders jay could have possibly choked and possibly raped you (laughs) in the pool and he stopped that by killing him (laughs) how dare this guy call himself a hero. What a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> like, what? That's what he is saying because Lana is still having to remind his dumbass um, without he, the shooter. He tried to kill me. I have no sympath- sympathy for, for Gilboy. <laughs> Look, Jake Yo. was exposed to meteor rocks. He didn't ask for this, Lana. It's like the whole point Clark is trying to like he thinks that Lana's just being totally I guess prejudiced like oh a freak you're a freak he had gills freak but it's like the whole point is that Lana's just like disgusted at the fact of her killer like oh gross that sucks like he had cool abilities tried to murder they someone they tried to murder me yeah and Clark's over here like well, he's not a freak Lana Oh, yeah? yeah, he did that, but he's not a freak. How about Greg Arkin, Bug Boy? How about yeah. Tina Greer? They didn't ask for it, and look how they turn out. Just to, what, get Fact after is, me? when they got their powers, they went psycho and tried to kill me. Hey, Chloe, what about you? Tina came back for seconds. <laughs> uh, She also sets Chloe up, because Chloe's like, you know what, Clark? Yeah, so about my incidents, Justin Gaines. Remember Justin Gaines, uh, tele, uh, sorry, Hamlet, telekinesis guy? The one who damaged his hands like Doctor Strange? Yeah. Sean Kelvin? Yeah, he tried to take my body heat. So one person tried to impale me with farm equipment. The other one tried to murder me a different way. So yeah, thanks for the memories, Clark. I'm just saying, being shot is a little extreme. What about all the times that you saved us, Clark, huh? What makes you so different from the shooter? For so- oh, oh, dude, he yeah. said for All starters, right, I have I don't kill anyone. I haven't killed anyone. What you? We've seen you. We've seen you. Hey, most recent. Hey, you killed you killed your mom's baby. <laughs> oh Do you remember that pure blood child that your parents were excited for, Clark? And he didn't save anyone at that point. He saved himself. He did. He was only thinking about himself. And yeah, he did kill that baby. He's worth the baby. But what Lana decides to even throw in his face... Oh yeah? What about Tina Greer? Uh, I believe she was impaled and the cops found her body on a pipe. Why don't you explain that, Clark? I was protecting you. She did that to herself. He um, does point out. It's like, she did that to herself. I was I, protecting you. Um, wasn't the shooter protecting Lana? So Spoken like a true vigilante. So... Clark just set himself up to look like a bigger idiot. And Lana just laid like the easiest trap. She teed up the ball 
boredom and all she said was just make contact with it. Can you do that? And Clark said, I'm going to knock it out of the park. He proved how big of a dumbass he is by making these comments. These friendships suck. They just totally <laughs> shit on each other. They get so mad. They have legit arguments. I would hate being my like these being my friends. But by the way, that's why they're only friends with each other because nobody else can deal with their emotional state. What, all yeah, what if they're just like they can't help it? They have to be that way, and that's why they're all perfect for each other. Through Pete's a phenomenon. He's not really. I don't know how he's in the mix. Because if we maybe can, black. We, no, no, <laughs> no. What we have seen by Pete, he's a part of different crowds. What well, we have at least seen by That's Pete. That's true. He's is the versatile one. None of the others hang out with anybody. Yeah, they don't. Pete hangs out with everyone, it seems. Nobody else. Yeah. None of the others. I don't even know if I'd hang out with Clark, to be honest, bro. You wouldn't hang out with Clark because he would bail on you every five seconds. You would ask him to like come to a party or something. He wouldn't show up. Well, he would just be pulling some shit like this. like Every time. Uh, a bullet's gross, man. You support bullets. <laughs> Hey, uh, Clark, my parents died. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes people deserve it. <laughs> Why are you saying these things? Did you call them freaks? Yeah, what? We didn't ask for this. <laughs> I'm don't like clark so i don't know why he's this is why we think that you know their minds have gone extinct because these are not this is not clark this is not this clark is not the this clark is we not know and love. cal is still in there somewhere Let's but it, it's it's still continuing the theme of what we talked about the prejudice you know what i mean it's like there's this underlying message of course that we're seeing here it's like oh they're not freaks they're just people you know they didn't ask for this like you're born this way which can actually go to a lot of prejudice like things so yeah, I mean, except I think it ends whenever you stalk and you try to murder someone. No, that's cool. And then I don't think there's any more prejudice. In fact, I just think that they should probably not try to murder people. No, that's chill. And then I think everybody would be okay. Because then nobody would be bothering with Bug Boy. He could be having fun with his butterflies. But it's the moment he tried to kidnap and murder Lana. Oh, yeah. And then put his mother up in a spider web. So maybe those are the reasons why. But let's get to another awkward scene where Chloe believes that she can turn in her two weeks. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to sum this one up because Chloe walks into Lionel's office, hands in her resignations and her last article for the Daily Planet. She's like, yeah, sorry. Clark's friendship means too much to me. Can't do it. I'm not gonna not gonna do this anymore. You know what? I can't say that this wasn't expected, but you know what? It's a little disappointing. So, uh, no, no, because she she cause walks away. starts to walk yeah. away, and he pulls a little fast one. He's like, "No, sorry, Miss Sullivan, you misunderstand. Um, it'd be disappointing for your father, who just put down a big, large payment on a house or." Uh, land that's overlooking a golf course. Who the hell are you talking about? My dad would never do that. We can't. We broke. Yeah, we can't afford the dishwasher. Well, guess what? He was really happy about his promotion I gave him. What? You know, it'd be crazy if he was just unemployed like tomorrow. What? What's going on here? Oh, he was just brimming with pride whenever I gave him that. He just couldn't wait. What? What is so, yeah, going now on? It's clearly a blackmail, and Chloe's just like, "Are you serious? Like, you're really gonna do that? You, you can't do that. You can't do this." To oh, me. but I can. <laughs> and so Lionel truly just shut up. You're gonna do what I want, Lionel. Okay, 
Okay, okay. Lionel's a piece of shit. Chloe probably already has a tape recorder on her right now. I would imagine. I would hope so. Uh, I would always have one have one on if i was with that man yeah and especially because he just blackmailed a high school junior sure she has been working on the torch for nine years but that doesn't give you the right to then blackmail her just because she is so good of a reporter that she's able to take the daily planet column and make it even bigger than what he was planning so not only can she not stop spying on clark but he can't lose her on that article that column is so good that they're going to need her to continuously write for them. Can you stop? <laughs> what? I'm just explaining to you her career. She, shut up. The mindset of Lionel is being laid out. <laughs> no, stop talking about that. I hated that convo because Lionel just <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. You know Great. Why don't you get to your police scanner? Yeah. We're going to talk about this guy, because this is how you know it's an alternative high school. We have Van McNulty just walking around. Oh, yeah. Sturdy handshake. Hey, Clark. Clark runs up to him. Hey, guy I've never seen before, even though we're in the same grade. Van? Van McNulty? What's up, man? Clark Kent, here to ask you a couple questions about your friend, Jake Pollan. I'm really really sorry to hear about him. Thanks. I still can't believe he would attack anybody. Hey, mind you, uh, he is... Van McNulty has a whole police scanner radio on his belt like it's a pager. And he's listening to it. And this is how you know it's an alternative high school. No real school is going to be allowing a student to just be carrying around a police scanner. Oh my god, there's so much blood! Sorry, I'll turn that down. <laughs> Where is that from? It's a super bad. <laughs> Damn, man. That's exactly what... That's yeah, exactly that's why they would never allow it. Imagine see, having this kid in your class, bro. That's a weirdo. No, that is a big time weirdo. You know what also kind of bothers me about this? Because, spoiler alert, obviously, J... Or, Van. Sorry, I was going to be J... Yeah, Van McNulty is John Tucker. Tucker yes. I really want to say... But Van obviously is the killer in this. And this is why it's not a spoiler. We've never seen him before, so obviously. Yeah. But Jake was his best friend. Well, he's best. listening to a police Jake scanner. was his best friend. Yeah. What? Why would you kill your best friend? Yeah, and they just had a cool convo like before. Like, it was just what like is, typical I'm shit. What is. I'm so lost by his. Yeah, you're wondering why, you know? Yeah. And the whole freak thing. And that's what I'm curious about, because even with him saying, oh, I'm just listening to the police scanner to find Jake's killer. Um, well, let's just ignore that. Can you tell me a little bit more about what exactly you talked about that day, uh, Mr. Van? Uh, Mr. No, Van. anything that I have said is in the police report. Just go and look at that. Oh, hey, I like that photo you got. It's a lot of medals that man has. Is, is that, that your, your dad? dad? Must be a real hero. He was. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. We used to do everything together. Do you have a dad? Must be nice. <laughs> you do stuff with him? That's cool. Hey, my mother died when I was five. You want to talk about that too? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so it's a picture of the, it's like, a, I guess a soldier, Marine, whatever it is. But yes. It's, yeah, he's clearly offended because Clark asked about his dad. His dad died. And so now you're thinking, oh. Well, maybe there's a. This is maybe the the villain origin story, you know? Like what what happened with the dad? 
that caused maybe Van to be acting out like this and committing murders, I guess. But we'll get to that. First, we go back to the torch. Back to the torch, because once again, nine years running, we have to continue the run. So now we have Chloe walking into the office. Clark already seems comfortable. He is now working on those new computers. They seem nice and fancy. And she is saying, you know what? We can rule this out. Because what I did find out is that there was another murder two weeks ago. Similar rock was found next to the body of a mechanic, Leonard Wallace. I actually had him on my list. He was fixing my buggy, and I could have sworn I saw him stretch and reach for a wrench that was like three feet away. Underneath, or six feet away, or something like that. Underneath her car, yeah, which would have mean it, it had been like some type of reach that would have been impossible for a normal person to be able to do. So now we have to go to the theory: is it Plastic Man, Elongated Man? Who is this person? But he was shot. He was shot down, and he's dead. And he, the similar rock was found. He had some sort of stretching ability. And so now we're pe- piecing it together with the Scooby-Doo gang here. They're actually doing pretty good on um, as far as investigating. Well, let's let's be very clear here. Daphne and Velma solved this like no other. <laughs> Clark and Chloe going back and forth here of figuring out exactly what transpired. You know what? I figured out why he would do this. It was for revenge. But why would you think that it was Van? It's because his father was killed by Tina Greer. And that's a meteor freak. And that's... And we go back yes. because we did review this. It was back in Visage in season two when Tina came back as Whitney and killed that Marine soldier that came into the the Fordman house. And by the way, everyone should remember that scene because of how violent it is with That was Whitney one of our most violent scenes we've had. Beating the sure. person with a baseball bat and there's blood going everywhere as yeah. if it was a Law & Order SVU episode. Yeah, and if you remember that episode, the, the you know, apparently he's a Marine recruiter and he went there and was going to deliver the news that Whitney was actually found. He's dead. And report that to the mother. But of course, Tina, posing as Whitney... Beat his ass to death with the baseball bat. Went full like bear Jew mode from Inglorious Bastards. It was nuts. And so that's cool how they actually wrap it back around. Big theme of the media freaks. It's the you know consequences of all these people and whatnot kind of come in full circle. It's pretty cool. And so Tina's dead. Uh, so he decides to go Terminator on the rest. Villain origin story. And it does then create that story for Van... So that now even Clark mentions he is fighting his own personal war. He's going to kill everybody that he sees has powers. I'm I'm just a little confused with Van. And this is why I have to pause it a little bit here. He is going all out as if he has nothing to lose. Like He's fighting his own personal war. Why all of a sudden the murder? Like why all of a sudden are you choosing now to just start murdering and then fighting? Like what did that mechanic do? Yeah, he's clearly just a mechanic. Yeah, so, and if... Well, Jake didn't do anything either, really, until that moment. Well, but this is... Which is more justified to kill him for, I mean, yeah. And let's just hold on to this, because I'll get into my point on why I'm bringing this up a little bit later, on why Jake doesn't make sense. No, not Jake, I'm sorry. Why I do this, John Tucker, does it make sense? Van. That's why I keep messing up, because Van is such a bad fucking name. (laughs) 
So we go after we talked about, of course, Chloe and Clark actually investigating everything to a T. It's amazing. Um, Pete and Clark are walking in the woods. And you know what it's trying to show, though, is that, he, of course, he was fired and they haven't worked together in so long. But when they do, man, they just solve cases like no other. The chemistry is flying off the charts between them. And that's why Chloe is in love, because her and Clark just have that bond. That's just unbeatable. That, yeah, Chloe and Pete could never have. It's like we finish each other's sentences. <laughs> but I do love Pete in this scene now, bitching. Dude, my definition of a hike was two miles ago. Where the hell are we going, you yeah. son of a bitch? It's like, bro, Sheriff Adams didn't find anything when they broke in the locker, bro. Like, No, no, on. we broke into his locker. We broke into his car. We broke into his home. You said we were done with this already. Well, now we're going to have to break into his cabin. Look, That's Pete, Jake was killed by a hunting rifle. But I don't think he's going to Van's hunting place, I think. No, no, no. This is Van's hunting, his dad's hunting cabin. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah. they were searching all of Van's home, car, locker. They did this? Yes. They've been breaking into shit? All day fucking long. What? Yes. <laughs> They're breaking into stuff like that? Yes. And because Clark says we got to find the evidence. So now they're attempting to go to the hunting cabin to search for this. To find the gun that was killed. Or Hunting rifle. And of course, Pete's Jake. like, dude, it's like in every truck in town, bro. And yeah, you so, just reach through the back window and find one. And so they get into this dirty cabin. Man, this place needs some lemon pledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, just looking around, seeing obviously it's a little hunting cabin. And so Clark actually, well, Pete's saying there's nothing. And Clark actually looks around, starts to actually use his x-ray vision. Well, Clark also says he seems pretty tight with his dad. Yeah, that's not a crime, Clark. <laughs> yeah, no, if they're too close with their dad, something's wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, he x-rays he x rays one of the rooms or the, the doors in the back, sees there's a whole arsenal of weapons there. Crushes the lock where then he opens it up to reveal that weapon arsenal where not only are there weapons everywhere, but in fact... There are pictures of everybody that he has killed and who he is targeting. And what it says on the wall is freaks. Yeah, bro. That's, uh, it's kind of creepy. It's really creepy. And also, do you notice the pages that they are looking at and the descriptions they have? What does it say? It says wall of weird. Yep. So that means that Van was able to hack into the system of Chloe in order to steal her list of people. On That's that right. list, he would have been able to see his best friend from the start. So why would he go after the mechanic at the beginning? Well, that, maybe he just... That's why I said, like, uh, he doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Is he going exactly in order of her list? Does he only know how to read one name? <laughs> well, maybe the mechanic thing was just one he found on his own. Wouldn't the closest person be, like, his best friend <laughs> that he would see on that list? Like, if I saw a list where I didn't know any name and I saw your name, I'd be like, oh, yeah, what? <laughs> that would be my thought. Instead, he's just going in order. I don't, yeah, you're pointing out some things that really don't make sense to me either, so. He follows the rules. <laughs> what? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, he clearly hacked the system, found the I, list, <laughs> and so 
But they see that Lex has an X on his, and Lex is even on this list. So it's like, interesting. Why, why, is, Lex? why would Lex be on this list? And so Clark says to Pete, yo, call, the, I guess, the cops or something. And yes. so he, he says, call the cops. We got the evidence we need. Lex is in trouble. Starts running down the street. And you know what my oh, no, favorite? His speed runs all the way to Metropolis. And this is my favorite part about his speed run. Is that as Clark is going down there, because what we're also having is a cutscene with Van, a.k.a. John Tucker, loading up his gun. He is about to fire on Lex. Clark is still speeding down the road. He needs to be able to make it in time. Look, he has a piece of paper in the back of his pocket, and it's just able to stick there. What? Look at it. Is it <laughs> what is that paper? What was that? What is that paper? What is the paper? <laughs> well, what's I don't know what was in his back pocket. I still don't know what the hell that was. It looked like a crumbled up newspaper. Oh, I'm so confused. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Lex is getting in his car in the parking lot. Van shot a rifle. Tried to get Lex. Clark stops the bullet. Tells the guards, hey, he's, he's getting killed. Someone's trying to kill him. And now... So it's trying to kill him. Everyone get him inside. Get him inside. Go, go, go. So Van looks it over there, and then he pans back to Clark, and Clark is looking exactly in his direction. But Clark still has no idea where he is. Yeah. And so Clark starts looking around instead of doing x-ray vision in order to find Van. I don't know what Clark is doing in this scene. <laughs> I don't know either, but Van sees that he caught the bullet and dropped, and he's like, holy shit. He's a freak, too. Clark starts to speed run, goes around, sees that it's Van. Tackles him. Oh, what oh. conveniently drops out of the bag? Some meteor rocks. You mean course. the ones that he was able to pick up last episode and able to cut his arm as if it was okay and he's not going to go into a seizure? Yeah. What happened? So immediately, he's uh, knocked down to the ground. He can't get up. And he goes into a seizure. Right. He's like, ah! And Van starts deciding to say oh you're a bulletproof freak clark but looks like you got yourself a little weakness you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play with you mm. so i'm gonna lift this rock up and i'm gonna put it closer i'm mm. gonna lift it up and i'm what's gonna put wrong it these make you sicky sick what is going on with this yeah and he's like sho shoving in his face and clark is just like it's like wow Van's getting really aggressive here. How about a nice, big, nice bite of meteor rock? Oh, yeah. Feels good, huh? So, yeah, the cops start to show up. He gets out of there. Wait, I'm sorry. The, yep. He just ran off. I'm sorry. Yep. They would get him. Yeah, in two seconds. They the would have cars were right behind him. Yeah, because Clark's on the ground. Obviously, Van decides to put the rock on his chest. It states freak. He runs away. We think the police would catch him. They do not. Clark is then left there in the street. How does he get up if he's having a seizure right now? Who, who helps and, him? Yeah, who's going to help him and then not question what just happened? And why he was on the ground and in pain. Why is that rock hurting you, son? Um, How does he get it off? And Maybe he'll just toss it like he did in the truck last episode. Oh, remember last episode how a rock was actually strapped to his chest by some tape? And in this episode, the rock is just laying on the ground? Right. I'm... You know how I bitch a lot. I bitch. But this 
I'm getting tired of. No. You are not balancing the seizures, the weakness of the kryptonite to me. I love it. No, no, you don't. Nobody should love this. This was bad. They were just little rocks that were laying on the ground. This is like the not the Lana necklace to me. This is weak. Well, you need to write a good letter to the writers. I and will. Need to ask them. Do I have to bring up Emily's Halloween episode of the kryptonite goose spilling on the floor and Clark being like, "Ah, it's okay though, because I'm in front of Lana, so I'm gonna act hard." Yummy. <laughs> yeah. So very inconsistent there, but um, yeah, we kind of question what's going on here. Wow. Um, Van now knows that Clark is a meteor freak. Or so does Lex and everybody that works at Luther Corp, right? Why did we not question Clark just automatically showing up and catching a bullet behind you, Lex? Anyways, yeah, they're coming out into Luther Corp now. Uh, Lex and Clark. And of course, this is where they meet up. Uh, who got Clark's rock off the chest? Yeah, who got it off because he's being walked in by security and whatnot. And then Lex obviously is going to ask Clark now. This is all he asks. How do you know someone's going to try to kill me? All right. So this is going to sound a little bit crazy. Found a list. And this guy kind of thinks that these people are affected by meteor rocks. Uh, What are you talking about? Well, well, they have abilities. So um, he thinks that you do. Why would he think that I do? Well... I'm just going to say this, Lex. I don't know. (laughs) Lex in the back of his mind said, who cares? You just said, you're saying there's a chance I have powers. Yeah, there must be a reason. There has to be a reason why he thinks that, right? I guess maybe I'll look into it. Doesn't this also validate why Lionel would have been giving Lex that insurance policy that says we need to protect our asset when you just have a high school guy that thinks you have powers trying to kill you with a rifle? Wouldn't this kind of validate why we're trying to protect you? And also, it's like the Kent Farm. No insurance company is going to protect Lex at this point. Yeah, that's true. Why would you? I wouldn't. He's going to die tomorrow the moment he signs his contract. True. And I'm going to be out. Adios, motherfucker. Let's get uh, back to the torch in the nine years that she's been working on. Shut up. Enough with the nine years. <laughs> Never, because they also validate this. And I do have to ask you, Lex has survived quite a bit. And I would never believe that Lex actually is one with abilities. But the surviving the plane crash does raise some eyebrows for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he survived some crazy things. And so they're checking out the wall of weird evidence that lex actually has a high white teeth white blood cell count or something like that white t-cell it it's above average i mean sure i was just keeping my private notes on him clark this is chloe once again showing clark her notes and then instantly regretting it and she was like what's going on why am i getting yelled at i thought you learned your lesson about your list chloe yeah. And she goes, what do you mean? I just write this stuff. I just have my little notes. <gasps> well, you know what? Van stole it. And he used your list in order to track these people down and in order to kill them. So way to go. Yeah. And Chloe is actually. I mean, com- he's revealing it and she's actually. Crushed. Yeah. She's sad about what he's saying, saying, I feel guilty. He's like, Van- wow, then Van cracked my password. He was the one that helped set up the computers. Uh, what yeah. the hell was that? that He's was the, the one who ended. 
I, Why was he the one that helped set it up? I don't know. And that's how he was able to crack her password, apparently. And he's like, well, sorry, Chloe. I didn't mean to say like you didn't do it, obviously. But you did. Yeah. And now she feels awful. Well, she's like, well, I kind of just loaded the gun and pointed him in the right direction, basically. But she did, and she only pointed him in the right direction. She didn't load a gun. No, she did. How? She literally was there and loaded it for him. <laughs> Maybe she was <laughs> hanging out with Van. Clark wasn't around, right? Chloe and Van. Um, so now we go back to Luther Corp. Lex is sitting down. Lionel walks in. Where is my son? Is he okay? Oh my god, I heard what happened. It's like, don't worry, Lex. You have my personal security around you now. Nothing's ever going to happen. Well, Dad, it's not a big deal. I'm insured now, right? Not yet. There's some uh, difficulty getting it underwritten. Lloyds of London. It's like, uh, on what grounds? Well, your tendency to tr- attract near-death situation has made you a great liability. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna validate that. This, but don't worry, don't worry, Lex. I'm gonna, I'm gonna handle all this. All right, Daddy's got this. Yeah. And he's like, Dad, before the meteor shower, was I ever sick? Yeah, asthma. That's what? it. Well, what about after? I'm not gonna answer that, Lex. Lionel doesn't actually feed into this for some reason. It's weird, but it's yes. like, but still, it just shows Lex's curiosity has been tickled a little bit he is now thinking like maybe i am all these things happen to me i'm still alive i've never been sick and i'm confirming that with my dad right now don't you think that's weird like where is this all coming from why why are you so much you know dad nothing i think i think i'm just really proud that i get such strong genes they have like a nice <laughs> little chuckle lionel, but lionel is, is not laughing now but lionel is curious yes he is very curious all of a sudden, it's not funny in games anymore. Well, it's a when good it comes thing he's getting checked. Down. He's getting him checked out, huh? You know, it's a good thing is that we're able to see some Sheriff Adams again because I've missed some Sheriff Adams. She hasn't been too bad though. Uh, we're gonna find out here. But what we do see is that on the next we're at the scene, Talon. and Sheriff Adams is inside of there. I believe still talking to somebody or maybe just grabbing a coffee. Clark walks in, thinks, "Hey, Sheriff." I got some new evidence for you. This is why I say Pete didn't do a damn thing. Hey, I have some new evidence. I think this list is going to help you. Wasn't this the list and the the website that was already hanging on his wall? So when Clark told Pete, hey, call the police. Pete didn't call the police and said, instead he said, you made me walk out here for two fucking miles. <laughs> More than two miles. I'm going to walk back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, he just left. He's like, well, I'm not doing that. He's like, I'm not calling anybody because then I got to answer questions. I'm not hanging out here. There's no AC. So, hey, Pete, what happened with the cops? Like, nothing. I went home. <laughs> I wasn't going to hang around. <laughs> and so, yeah, basically Clark is showing and trying to help out Adams here, showing him the list that potentially, or that was found pretty much in that cabin. Are you and some s- type of psychic? No, 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 no. It's according to this list. Look at it. Like at the, the first three people, they're dead already. Now we have Lex, like they try to kill Lex. And it's just a list that someone thinks about, it is, you know, with people with phenomena type thing. Phenomena, huh? I'm not somebody that believes in that. Yeah, so she's Listen, you like, don't need well, to believe in that. Just check it out. You got nothing to lose. All right. Well, sure. Yes. Walks out. <laughs> Clark then walks towards where then Lana sneaks behind him and says, how is everything? Yeah, how's Lex doing? Well, he's all right. He's good. He's like... He's experienced worse. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> now here we go again with this thing of like, look, I know you saved your life, but he's a killer, Lana. Clark, I really thought I was going to die. You know what? You've been through war. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, because you've been there to protect me. And then this time I knew you weren't. So, um, Ooh. yeah, I knew you weren't coming this time. So when Van showed up, I guess I was just relieved. That there were more people out there that were like you. He's not like me. <laughs> He's not like me. He's a killer. He uses bullets, not his fists. Lana, it's okay to be mad, but... I am not somebody that would hurt somebody. If Van is out there hurting these people, he's just like the one that was trying to hurt you. You know what? Fine. I'm tired of this. Life would just be so much better if the meteor rocks did not come down, if that crash did not happen, if everybody was just happy again, and my parents never left me, and you never came down. <laughs> well, that's mainly what it is, yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, things would just be so much better if the meteor shower never happened. And Clark's just like, well, that's my fault, I guess. So, I wonder if John Tucker does sit-ups with his gun. Yeah, so we go back to the jungle. We're in the Kansas jungle. Okay. Uh, look, dude, are these not like, are you seeing like palm trees and shit? Dude, this is not Smallville. <laughs> this is Smallville. It's just up the street. It's a beautiful place. This man has a whole outpost going. He's got a camp. All right, so... I he guess, is now commando. I guess we can get into this now, too, because there is no dialogue in this scene where what we are witnessing, in fact... Is Van, who's doing sit-ups with his gun. And he is making what? Kryptonite over the campfire. He's melting it down <laughs> with fire into, I guess, a tin thing or whatever it is. He is making some kryptonite point bullets That's ladies right. and gentlemen and what this is referring to in my mind is the animated movie you know i know they've done it in the comics before of doom where batman has the idea where a civilian is going to be committing suicide in metropolis clark kent aka superman goes up and save this individual the civilian says don't do it the person then pulls out a gun and then shoots Superman in the chest with the kryptonite bullet. Mm -hmm. This is Batman's idea, but really, it's Van's idea. Van McNulty, he did the prototype. Yes, yeah, so Bruce Wayne looked up the history of what Clark experienced in high school at the alternative school. And what he found was that a kid was able to make some kryptonite hollow points. Not hollow points, dude. I am so... They were hollow points? You know they wouldn't have got the bullet out. I am so lost with... How is he doing this? <laughs> how is he able to do any of this? They're just showing this as if it's like a chemical place in the chemistry lab that we're just supposed to accept. How the hell did he learn to make bullets? His dad teach him that? His dad taught him that at the hunting cabin? Nothing in that hunting cabin insinuated a science fair project. There was pitchforks in there. Yeah, dude. Anyways, Van made some bullets. Now we go, of course, to the farm, and it's like, oh, it's like Van disappeared. Yeah, you have a Clark, Clark is John. talking to his dad about yes. this, and John's just like, dude, it's through your shores, man. I'm sure he'll come around. <laughs> it's like, well, I hope he doesn't hurt anyone. They'll it's find like, him. But, Dad, do you think I'm like Van? 
Clark, I think that's for you to decide. Um, do you think you're like Van, you weirdo? Like, yeah, can obviously... we stop? Why are we talking about Van, bro? Yeah. You He's know so insecure when it comes to Van. What's his deal? But I'm not much different than a kryptonite-infected person. You know, I gave Lana this whole tolerance speech. I always assume the worst about them, too. Um, Clark, why were you giving Lana a tolerance speech? Yeah. Bullets are disgusting. Why were you even talking? (laughs) Where now what we have is Van inside of his forest, right next to the Kent barn fence. He is now aiming at his gun, where he sees John in his scope. He says, that's a dad. I'm not allowed to shoot dads. I love my daddy. He died. But moment he moves, I'm going to kill Clark. Clark is now once again talking to John, saying, you know what? I'm just always terrified. I don't want to be that vigilante type. John has to reassure him. It's all about how you are using those powers. As long as they are for good, that's all that matters. Van gets his shot. And does he ever take it? Yeah. What I love is that Clark does, in fact, because whenever I first see this scene and I was like, oh, he fires the gun, Clark's back's turn. I swear to God, like Clark didn't hear that. Come on. But he did hear it. Oh, yeah. And he sees the bullet coming where he's like, this is stupid. So, yeah, it just shows, too, his reaction times on everything. Like, he can hear it just as fast as, like, you know what I mean? Like, his speed. So, yeah, and of course, just like you said, it's like, oh, a bullet. Gonna catch it. Oh, tries to catch it. It goes straight through his damn hand, bro, and hits his, like, kind of shoulder area. Yeah. uh, Left shoulder. I would say pretty damn close to his heart. That's for damn sure. very close. And what I love is that John, his first reaction is, listen, stop trying to fake getting out of your chores. He literally looks at Clark. He's like, (laughs) what the hell? This isn't going to work. You're still going to have to do them. Hey, we got work to do. What you doing? But But then, yes. He goes up to him and he sees. He's like, holy shit. He's like, he has obviously a bullet wound. And, like, Clark is screaming. He's in agony. And I believe this. This should be real. In his blood. It's in his blood now. Oh, yes. And he is screaming because you can even see the blood hole, like, from the bullet. So this is obviously finally a serious moment where I'm not sure how they're able to get this out. Wouldn't... And this is why I'm actually asking you because what we do see, obviously, is them getting out the kryptonite bullet. For me... Would they be able to cut him open with the regular set of tools, or would they have to use the kryptonite rock in order to cut him open? Nah, man, I think it's like it's right there on because his body. Since and it's, it's like already in his skin. there, there's no need to use it. It can be cut with the regular knife. Yeah. Because I think at that point, his whole body's weak. Oh, and also, what we have to acknowledge is that Van obviously thinks Clark's dead. No, for sure. Yeah, he's like, dude. He was very satisfied. He had the smile. He because he's in the he was in the little bush area. Oh, chest! Look at that shot near the heart. That dude is dead, dead. Yeah, yeah, and he he clearly saw, and he was like, "All right, cool." So yeah, just crazy how this junior in high school is just out here <laughs> murdering people with assault rifles, like expert level. He literally has jungle camo on his face. Oh, and what Clark and John even acknowledge, which also bothers me. Yeah, the whole state's looking for him, so there's no way he could be hiding. He had like a campfire in like the woods. Is nobody out in these no, woods? No, I'm sorry. That was the jungle, bro. I don't know if you could tell. It's like he was Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator, ready to trap it up. I'm really interested to see like 
where he was. I need a map of Smallville, and I've asked for this before too. Somebody has to have that out there. A map of Smallville? Yes. That'd be great. It probably looks like the Harry Potter Hogwarts. Marauder's map? And where he was was the Forbidden Forest. (laughs) And that's why no one gets in there. Dude, this is a rowdy scene, man. Yes. it's, It's crazy. So we obviously come back to Clark. He's in the house now. Martha's heating up the knife over the stove. We're about to perform some surgery real quick. John's going to cut him open a little bit. Bane's on Clark's chest. Yeah, it this, is this looks crazy. Yes. It looks like literally it's poisoning him, and he's putting the knife in his In, in his chest. In, in John's even telling him, stop moving. He's like, <laughs> it's like, son, you got to relax, man. You got to hold on. And so he's trying to sit still. Clark is freaking out, man. He's like, oh, he's not breathing anymore, apparently. Well, poison spreading fast. He's got the pliers now. He's trying to reach in there. And, of course, just typical, don't give up on us, son. You're not going to leave us. You'll never leave us. We'll then have no kids at all. Martha, this is going to be fine. Stop yelling. Oh, wait. I think I got it. I think I got it. Here it is. Here it is. And now John pulls it out of his chest. And John is looking at this thing going, what the fuck is this? Dude. I'd be livid. This man is pissed. They put it in the bowl. He says, get that thing out of here. He is now hoping that Clark is going to be able to come back. Clark is still passed out, not breathing. John is crying. Clark, come on. Come back to me. All of a sudden, the veins are going away. Yeah, he heals right up, dude. I wish they would have had to bring him out in the sun. But Clark does heal. That would have been cool. And then... He is still passed out, but as John is looking, he must think that something is okay because, yeah, I would think that since his body healed, he just needs some time to rest. You take that nap, son. I'll be here when you wake up. Oh, okay, mijo. Okay, I need now, you to explain this. <laughs> now we go back to the mansion, and we have Curious Lex at it again. He's looking again. Again. At the old car bridge footage where he ran over Clark over the bridge. Remember, he has this on replay inside of his cave that he showed Helen in his uh, hidden room. Yeah. He has this on replay. So he's now doing it in the office because he can't just walk down there. <laughs> go down there. So, yeah, if he goes down there, he just thinks of Helen now. It's like, I can't believe I showed that bitch this room. <laughs> No one will ever come in here. That murdering whore. But, yeah, and so he's looking at it, and that's it. That was the only, that was all we saw. Uh, So what is he curious about here? The entire time. He survived the crash because of his ability? I put in my notes. White cell count? (laughs) I put in my notes. I go, this son of a bitch heard Clark say, so somebody thinks you have powers. What? (laughs) <laughs> wait wait what yeah, he's probably just sitting there's like i've been looking at this all wrong it wasn't clark way, it wasn't clark it was just, me just how do you look at that wrong no no no. that's what lex is doing how right do now. you look at that wrong though if you are the driver and you hit somebody with a car and that person saves you in the water how are you looking at this going Maybe this was really uh, me as Maybe the one with Maybe I strength. saved myself. <laughs> like, what are you thinking right now? I don't know, man. That, that is island the, did something. That's not the incident to be looking at anymore. In fact, I would recreate the plane crash, Lex. How'd you survive that? 
Not had you survive hitting a 14-year-old. No, you can't recreate, recreate that. Why not? You had no idea what have he, a plane. No one even knows what that real story is. How can... There's no way he's going to recreate it. You know what? He can do anything. He's got money. No one even knows the real story. I want to get to a scene that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to the back of the alley, or sorry, back of the talon, and Lana's taking out the trash, and she's just kind of being observant. Typical, looks like the typical, like, a walk a girl would do probably at night. (laughs) Alone in the courtyard. (laughs) And I love this, man. Van comes out of the corner. Hey, Lana, it's me, Van. Look, yeah, everyone's been looking for me. I'm the one who saved you. You know me? Um, Everyone knows who you are now, Van. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Why are you here? Well, because I saved you, so now you owe me. What? Why? He's like, yeah, hey, Van, uh, as much as I appreciate you, you know, saving me, (laughs) you should probably turn yourself in. Because now Lana's obviously believing, like, okay, yeah, you're probably kind of dangerous. I You're literally s- trying to kill Lex. I hey. saved your life. Yeah, um, I'm sorry about what happened to your father, but this isn't going to bring them back. Bring them back if you kill all these people. They're freaks, Lana. That's all they are. They're, they're not worth anything. They're not like us. Listen, Jake, he was my best friend for three years. I had no idea. So you're telling me, best friend for three years. You yeah. thought it was normal. Guys never- but the fact is, you found out he has a meteor power. And that just changes the whole thing. Also, are we going to count Jake's power? Also, if this is three years of knowing Jake, you obviously met him at a birthday party. So let's get into a theory. What if Jake, we're looking at this all wrong, is not Aqualad. And instead, he is the merman from 13th year of the Disney movie. You know when he gets his fins and his gills when he turns 13... I feel like this is very similar to Jake. So I'm thinking Jake is 13 year and he's really on the swim team and he was a Marlin. Are you done? (laughs) Good theory, Taylor. (laughs) I can so get behind that one. And can we talk about the important thing? (laughs) Oh, you don't want me to keep Jake's kryptonite power. That's a kryptonite power. What is? His gills. Remember? Oh, he, yeah, Jake. We need to put that down. Oh, yeah, I guess we need to. Add to the kryptonite list. It's been a while, bro. No. What is that power? Kryptonite uh, gills? Yeah. See. He just, uh, like, Jake, Jake just messed up. He should have just became the creature from, what was it, the Shape of Heart? Shape of water? Shape of water. That's who it is. That's who he needed to become. He just needed to meet a deaf girl, not Lana. And then they would have been able to live in the ocean forever. Frozen Kryptonite Lake. So that was Crater Lake. Okay. Kryptonite Gills, Crater Lake. Wow. We added to it. Interesting. Yeah. Your theory was so cool. (laughs) Which one, by the way? I had so many during that. (laughs) Anyway... Yeah, um, this is a very weird scene. Um, I'm not going to see Lana. Turn yourself into the police van. What are you talking about? They're useless. You're being fooled. Look, guess what? Your best friend, Clark Kent, he's one of them. What? Why would what? you say that? What are you saying? I know Why would you say that name? 
I know he seemed perfectly normal, but I saw him catch a fucking bullet, Lana. He was a freak just like the rest of them. What do you mean was? What do you mean was? <laughs> Let's just say I killed the shit out of him. <laughs> he won't be able to show his face around here anymore. Yeah, let's just say, I killed him on his own land in front of his dad. What did you do? I found his weakness, put him down. I made special bullets. No! This is when he said to Lana, Clark, there's only one freak out there for me. Clark is more human than you'll ever be. There's only one freak out there for me, and you are not him clark kent lana immediately throws the gate on a van and he goes crashing down the staircase his neck would be broken probably uh not only that hey she is the co-owner correct she would have a set of keys correct she could lock the back door correct no 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 No. because also you know what i would do in this situation wherever somebody is kill him no joseph stop Instead, I would take a different route. I would decide to call the police for Clark Kent instead of myself. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. We go in there, like, hey, 911, get someone to the Kent farm really oh quick. God. And then we get, then we totally forget about the guy who's trying to kill me, and now he has his hands on my throat. And now Van is, are you a freak lover? You know what I hate more than a freak? I hate a freak lover more. <laughs> Dude. What is that? This is why it's definitely an underlying message as far as like a t- sort of racism, prejudice, and whatnot. This man really said, only thing I hate worse than a freak is a freak lover. What? What is wrong with you? I don't know where that came from because also, it's not like the Tina thing happened like, so far ago i don't know where you just became like obsessed just with freak flipped, lovers man. yeah they all suck and anyone who likes them sucks and they deserve to die i mean he probably would get mad if somebody even said hi to them oh why are you even looking at them you allow them to eat here i don't know what's going on we with don't accept thing. your con here he has taken it to such an extreme level I don't know. Maybe Sheriff Adams' campaign is up right now, and he's like in full support of what she does. What if she's the mom? <laughs> That's why he, she's not. He hasn't been busted. Oh my god! Now he's able to hide. Yeah, because there's not really an aggressive search for this. Oh right no, Ken, you found this list. All right, I'll look into this. Can't hurt to be cautious. She crumbled it up and threw it away as she left. And then she called, and then she said, Van, did you make a list? Van, you dumb idiot. Anyways. Let's get to the Ken house. Yeah. Ken house here. Hey, Clark's up. How you feeling? I'm a little woozy. We need to lie down. No, I need a fine van. Clark... Uh, he kind of just whooped your ass, and he probably has more of those bullets. Uh, How can I rest knowing that Van's out there, and I cannot stop him? Uh, he has kryptonite bullets, bro. He already tried to kill you once, and he became—he he came close to it. You know what? I know what I'm up against now. I got this. 
Oh, we're going to come back to that because, yeah, apparently he does have a plan. And I want to know how he made this so fast. <laughs> yeah, like... So he about, he goes up. He's obviously, it looks like he's about to change or something. The cops show up. Who are we talking about? Sheriff Adams. Yes. Sheriff Adams shows up immediately because apparently there's a Clark, uh, obviously the call about Clark. And Clark just comes down the stairs, change shirt. And of course, Sheriff Adams like, oh, well, rumors of your death have been exaggerated. So, yeah, we got a call that you were murdered, Clark. Um, also, I'm looking at the staircase and I Bloody see a shirt. shirt that's blood. So, what is that? Barbed wire accident, John says. And Adam's just like, well, we received that call. So, well, a little strange. And Clark's just like, who would make a call like that? Beats the heck out of me. Mm, I don't appreciate crane calls in my town. Especially in the middle of a wide search. Yeah, she's not searching very hard. Yeah. Because um, it's her son. So then, all of a sudden, she looks away to talk on the radio. Clark disappears. Let's talk about a funny moment here. Sheriff Adams like, where'd your son go? Uh, and of course, they had to just look back, see he's gone, look back at Sheriff. <sighs> Clark then gets on the radio, by the way. Oh so, my hold god. On, hold bro. on. Clark Gets on the radio. That's right. He uh, goes to the cop car outside. That's right outside the door. Right. All they would have to do is turn around and like, what the heck? Yeah, John and Martha are looking at Sheriff Adams. They've seen him in the back. They're like, oh, um, oh yeah, maybe he just went back there real quick. I'll, I'll get him real quick. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. Don't look back. Except Don't look back. Clark decides to scream. If you want to finish this, meet me at the place I saw your dad's photo. You mean the school? <laughs> my locker why don't you just say meet me at the high school that's too indicating why did why it's, did he make it out as if it's something huge because it's a police game so he doesn't want the police to show up okay he is <laughs> he got yeah he got on the radio okay like, ban i know you're listening you tried to kill so me you. but you couldn't ha Hold on. Hey, yo, I'll see you while I saw your daddy's photo. Hold on, Joseph. So let's go back to your other theory of Clark Kent owns the town. So that's everybody right. on the radio that's listening, is that Clark Kent's voice? Oh, shit. Oh, Clark is on Every the Everyone turn your radios down. Turn your radios off. <laughs> Clark Kent's on it. Is this a secure line? <laughs> so anyway, so we have Van literally taking Lana hostage here. Choke hold everything, throws her in the trunk, gets his gun, puts it around her throne, says, I don't know how your boyfriend survived the first shot, but we're gonna see if he can handle this whole clip. Dude, who is this guy and why does he have so many assault rifles? Um yeah. Are these not felonies? These are not hunting rifles anymore. No. These none of these are hunting rifles. And with some of these rifles, they are for sure not using them for animals and the other side of this is man he does have a pretty good shot though so the van kid that happens to be a junior understands where to be able to shoot the weapon i'm just gonna throw this out there to you he had to be somebody in training and maybe his father was souping him up with some kryptonite without him knowing which gives him that type of anger I don't know, but Van just seems worse than some of these kryptonite people, but also at the same level of these kryptonite people. Dude. Yeah. 
Because he's too precise versus shotgun to the face in season one is sloppy. He's got shotgun everywhere. Yeah. But Van is so precise and he's 16 years old. It's His dad must have been great. Like, but he was a recruiter. <laughs> That's true. Was he like... Well, I mean, they hunted. I mean, man, Van must have been a great hunting kid. Hey, dad, watch me go through both eyes. What? <laughs> hey, how much you want to bet I can shoot pigskin a quarter mile? <laughs> what? They're the ones that are like playing the poker, like SWAT on the mountain. Oh my and god! And they're just the cards. shooting cards up there. Woo! Oh, that's a flush. Oh, got himself a straight, but not enough. Isn't that a straight flush, Hondo? <laughs> Wait, Wait. On. dude, that's precise. That's precise. But Van seems like he would be a part of that group. That's how precise this man has been. Damn. So yeah, we go to the school. We go to the school. Clark shows up. He walks in normal because, you know, the school's open at any time. Anytime. Anytime. We've already established this, that he runs the town. (laughs) They left it open for him. He's the principal. (laughs) He's the sheriff. He's everyone's parent, guardian angel. And, of course, we have Van pulling out Lana, chokehold still, holding her hostage. Clark walking down the hall, just looking around, being like, oh, here he is. And now they're about to go back and forth where Van just wants to show Lana what type of freak her boyfriend really is. Throws her into the chair. She slams You think she's going to knock out? But no, she's still up. And of course, this man, Van, just unloads the clip into Clark's chest. And he just takes it. What? And Lana's freaking out. She's crying. Oh, okay. Clark's okay. All right, explain this. What is happening right now? He's perfectly fine. Lana gets up from behind him because sees that Clark's okay. She takes him out, just does kicks. What is she, Vegito? <laughs> <laughs> Lana just pulled Vegito right now. Quarang from Tekken. It'd be awesome if she just had her arms crossed in front of her while she did those kicks. Because, yeah, well, we've also figured out her spin kick is unbeatable. Nothing can ever beat it because even when she kicks this man, he goes flying into the glass and he's defeated that quickly. But when he comes up behind her while she's on the telephone, she can't do anything. That's right. Now, another theory. Did she do all this in order for Clark Kent to come and save her in order for him to reveal the powers to her? And that's why she didn't decide to break out of his hostage situation until clark arrived yeah because so you know she me. can defend herself yes she took she took on a dude last episode he got killed yes i could get behind that and let's get to another theory or not even a theory just something that also doesn't make any sense <gasps> wouldn't the kryptonite bullet somehow still be like glowing and affecting him in some way even if there's no logic sh- behind it i'm <laughs> I'm just wanting the grass. No, I nope. need Lana. Yeah, because Lana walks up to him. He's like, Clark, how did you... What? I'm so confused. And he unbuttons his shirt. He's like, it's all about dressing for the occasion, Lana. They are glowing. He has a thick-ass slab of lead on his chest like it's a bulletproof vest. And the kryptonite bullets are in there, and they are glowing. Yes. 
and they're obviously in there, and some of it's sticking out still. Hey, is Lana's necklace smaller than one of those bullets? Yes. Okay. It's about the same size, if anything. Okay. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, multiple in there. And, of course, she's like, is that, uh, is that lead? How would she know that off top? How heavy is that? Yeah. Um, how are we not at all broken ribs, <laughs> bruised, anything? How did you even know that vest would work? When did you make that? And also, he doesn't even try to hide it with her because he just immediately rips it off so she would be able to see if there were bruises or marks. Dude. <laughs> what, what is happening? This man... What is going on? Yeah, it's... so Van's knocked out. He got roundhoused by yeah, Lana. Lana's defeated the villain. She defeated the villain. She's the hero of this story. Yeah, she played everybody this whole episode. Dude. And so, yeah, Clark... It's like, I'm okay. Got the cool vest I made just like 20 minutes ago. Look you at my see nipples. my chest? By the way, you want to feel my six-pack? <laughs> I got a good run, right? Also, there's no bruises, right? Mm. I can't be marked up. Can you be my nurse? <laughs> like, it doesn't make So sense. now we go to the mansion. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and Lex is playing the piano. And Clark walks in. He's like, hey, you can rest a bit easier. Van McNulty's, he's arrested. In the psych ward. You know what? I knew that van was misguided, Clark, but I didn't think that he was insane. Oh. Really? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, considering you put Helen's uh, attempted killer in prison, too, so or in the psychiatric ward? I'm trying to understand where Lex's lines lie. I don't get it. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad that. It's like, yeah, it doesn't sound too crazy, you know? Like, you know, Churchill once said, (laughs) out of intense complexities, intense simplicities emerge. What the fuck are you saying? (laughs) 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 Maybe that was right about that kid. Look at Lex. Maybe that kid was right about me all along, Clark. (laughs) I have power. (laughs) What is the matter with this guy? Clark's like, he's a fanatic, Lex. He's like, how many times have I come face to face with death and walked away without a scratch? Last episode, I saw scratches all over your face. I was going to say, okay, the plane crash, I get you survived. It's pretty amazing. But Lex, you were gross looking, man. I said, where's the Neosporin for your face? Like, haven't you been shot, Lex, and stabbed? No. And he's also been bleeding multiple times. Yeah, when he was tortured because the Club Zero. Yeah. Um, Lex has got... Yeah, but your white T-cell... Yeah, your T-cell count? Yep. It's... Off the charts, man. <laughs> hey, Clark, how's your white T-cell count? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I had your blood. I could have checked it out myself, but you know. Anyway. <laughs> you yeah. know what? All, All those <laughs> times, I thought the reason I survived with that Porsche accident was because of you, Clark. It was. <laughs> Um, yeah, Now it was. I'm not so sure about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not so sure, you know, about looking, never really thought of looking outside myself, you know? Like, maybe the truth lies inside my own physiology. <laughs> I've maybe, always looked outside, but I've never looked inside. Maybe I'm God. <laughs> maybe I'm a freak. Okay, weird. <laughs> Lex literally says, maybe I am a freak. <laughs> This man is delusional. Something really happened on that island. 
And now... Yeah, Lewis happened. Obviously, Lewis was real. I feel like we never see this garden, but um, there's a massive um, garden here. Where did all of these sunflowers <laughs> come from? I put in my notes. I go, what the hell is this? This is Clark's garden, apparently. Uh, this is what Martha was doing while Clark was So you're gone. telling me that Martha bums her chores off to Clark, too? <laughs> Actually, I disagree with you. And oh. this is why. Oh. Clark just came back. So the garden was already this big while he was gone, meaning Martha had to do something while he was away. So Martha was spending her time making this garden. Now she that, also had to protect Clark's stash. Yes. And now she's growing that stash, where then Clark has to take care of the garden. Damn, you know how they call it Mary Jane? This is the Martha Kent, dude. Oh, the MK? Ooh, man. MK Ultra? Sativa or Indica? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, call us the MK Ultra. But yeah, so Lana, Lana. pulls up in her cool Jeep again. Clark, Look how Clark's like, she oh, is, though. yeah, Clark. I, I mean, uh, Lana, how, what brings you over here? He's like, Clark, I told you we don't need a reason to come see each other. Okay, but for real, why the fuck are you here? Okay, but <laughs> no, he really does. Dude, she is so excited to see him. And She's he like, goes, I meant to tell you, uh, you kicked ass yesterday. <laughs> You're pretty solid. She goes, thanks. Well, you know, some hero I turned out to be, you still got shot. Does it still hurt? Why would she ask that when he ripped off the lead plate? Why are we still so intimate? What do you mean, why are we still so intimate? She can touch him. Touches his chest, which she saw, it was not injured. Also, that's oh, not his chest. It must still be sore. She touched him around his belly button, dude. <laughs> She's like poking it. <laughs> you need to shower more, Clark. <laughs> Instead, she says, You must be pretty sore. <laughs> no, you need a shower. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, she basically. Yeah, oh. what is. Dude. Oh. Oh, Clark. Uh, and then Clark's oh. looking at it, like his what? reaction's like, yeah, it still stings a little. And Lana's like, I wish I could kiss it. <laughs> I can still kiss it if you no, lift up like your shirt. Can... Yeah, so anyways, yeah, weird. <laughs> you know, I um, I believe, Bam, for a minute when he told me you were bulletproof. <laughs> You're an idiot. You believe that? <laughs> Is that what he told you? It was really comforting to hear, though. Because suddenly everything made sense. She brings up the tornado. Because which we she do wasn't need. knocked out. <laughs> and Clark made her believe she was crazy like an asshole. Lana, you were asleep. I was awake and saw you hovering over me. I'm sorry. But Clark really was the villain of that portion. You know what, though? It does make sense because all the times you've been there, everything I can't explain, it's... You really are one of those freaks. Yeah. And you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I wish the answer was that easy, Lana. But I wasn't infected by the meteor rocks. <laughs> I'm not really lying to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. If you were, though, it would be okay. Uh, I said I'm not, though. Like, he was looking in there going, oh. Like, well. Oh, Lonnie. You're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just said I'm not. It's like, well, uh, I, get, I gotta get back to work, Lana. See you later. And Lana's just like, why is it that you save me so many times, but you can't just open up to me? <laughs> Lana. As like, you, you will risk your life to save me, but you won't tell me things. 
And it's true because he does try to walk away. Lana, for once, will not allow it because she doesn't understand why he keeps pushing her away at these times when she finally is like, I accept everything you are. Yeah. Take me. And Clark, ah, maybe, ah. you know, I got chores. I got to grow the stash. So I can't do this right now. Yeah, and Lana. he's and she's like, you know, you're gonna be alone, and I, like I can't believe you want to live your life like that. You know what, Lana? When you can't just open up to the people you love. I may not have a choice. You always have a choice, idiot. You know what? And you're choosing no. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of this whatsoever. And it's also very rude. How many times has he, have they ever done this? They pull up to the house, say a couple things, like, "All right, we'll I have to get back to it. See you later." Well, he already... It's like you just basically kicked her off your property. He told Lana for the second time, get the fuck out. Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> oh, you came to fill my chest? Yeah, it doesn't hurt. I, you could have called me about that. <laughs> By the way, come on. You stop. Come me. on, don't even act like that. She's filling up your chest. You're going to be like, get out? Yeah, well, I'm not going to tell her get out. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to tell her, hey, come help me with this gardening. <laughs> we'll get all sweaty, and then we'll go get real sweaty after this. You look a little dirty. I'll show you a real hoe. <laughs> What? <laughs> Remember how you killed that guy? The blood's still on it. <laughs> yeah. I got my bloody shirt too. You want to like swap? Let's get to something weird though. Yeah, very weird. So we go to the torch. Because <laughs> nothing we've been doing is weird. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we go to the torch. And now she, uh, we have Chloe trying to delete some files off the computer. Well, she's trying but, to delete her freak list. But she's unable to delete it. The file is locked. Of course, Lionel walks in. Oh, you hit a glitch, huh? Might, uh, I guess probably from someone who has similarity with setting up your stuff. It's like, oh, cool. So you sent the people to set it up, and now you have the experts who can just get into it. But she also says that Van helped set him up. So Lionel paid for the computers, and then she says you paid to have the experts come in to help. Was Van one of those experts? And so that just brings a theory. Was he even a student? And yet, or was he just working for Lionel and he was the tech guy? And he just wanted to hunt down meteor freaks to get their bodies and give them to Lionel. He was like Connell from Adventureland. Whoa, Connell! And he was having sex with the students. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like Kristen? Yeah, but like, why are we bringing that in comparison when it could be a matter of the theory where... Yes, maybe he worked for him, he's not even a student, and he's supplying him with meteor freak bodies. Different theories for different people, okay? Philanthropy, that's what Lionel says. We're going to go back to the scene now, because Taylor just upset me. I've always prided myself with that, Miss Sullivan, my philanthropy. It's like, oh yeah, you like it's real cool to hack into a junior high school student personal yeah. personal computer. Well, it's property of mine, so you are so low, you subterranean. Do you really think I would be that stupid to have anything on my computer that has anything to do with Clark? You know what? I'm not just intrigued by Clark anymore, Miss Sullivan. I've seen your nine years of the torch. And what I have realized... He talked about her list, not the nine years. ...is that your nine years have come up with quite a bit of tales. I'm interested in your whole body of work over your nine years at the torch. So stupid. (laughs) And then he pulls this pull. What is this? If I ever find out you have files or any secrets about any people of my family, 
you will regret that. I put in my notes, you just threatened a 16-year-old girl that you hired that said, don't look into my son and say he has a high white blood cell count. Yeah, and... Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, it was only going to be me seeing it. Yeah, well, hey, a glitch will be the least of your problems, okay? Don't do it again. Um, what? And says goodnight. Deuces, Miss Sullivan. I... And Chloe's like, oh my god. No, uh, I'm scared. And the end credits die. on that. It's <laughs> a really weird last scene for me. It is. Because we already established that Lionel was blackmailing Chloe. So we already established that she wasn't going to be able to leave anything that he was hired her to do. So I don't understand the need for that last scene. Yeah, I don't know. Just to show that... I guess to tie in the computer thing, McNulty possibly being a fake student. And possibly being somebody that Lionel hired. And, and we're going to get a McNulty van again at some point. I think this season. But that would also make so much sense that Lionel would even be feeding Van as well. But that's what I mean, is that Lionel would still be like, yeah, my son's on that list. Who cares? You should try to kill him. Because as long as I don't pull the trigger, that's all that matters. It's once again going back to the games that they play. I think Lionel hired Van. I think so too. And um, there actually is a fun fact. I forgot to point this out. But it's... um, So Chloe, when she created her Meteor Freak database, she's using Starware Database System 5.0. In the comics, Starware is a corporation found by Karen Star, also known as Power Girl. You big Power Girl fan? Not really. I'm not really either. She's nice and busty, though. Yeah, but okay, wow. Talk about a pervert, even though I think that's the only reason why she became more popular. But my other thing... I mean, with- she's just like a clone of yeah, uh, Supergirl. Supergirl. And that's what I actually don't like about her character is that I feel like I love Supergirl so much more than her. So I have no use for her. I don't care about her. Get out. I don't care about your bustiness. Yeah. All natural. No clones for Taylor. Yeah. So we ran credits on that. That is the end of Extinction. That will not be the last we see of Ray McNulty. Sorry, Van. Van. Ray was the dad. Van McNulty. John Tucker comes back? Man. John and he Tucker. comes back with other villains we've uh, we've encountered before. How does he come back with other villains unless they're all normal people? If he comes back with freaks, then he's a hypocrite. Unless they're all locked up in the same place. Unless he's a hypocrite. Unless they're all locked up in the same Why place. Why would he work with people that have power? So those people make him sick. Remember what he hates? Freak lovers. He turned into a freak lover? What if it's, uh, I mean, he's big on revenge. What if he just wants revenge on Clark? Nope. Oh, okay. So he's just going to team up against the one thing he wanted to kill? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. What if you just kill the kill the freaks with them? It's never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we all know Van really is racist, so. <laughs> so, yep, we're done there. Thank you again for listening us to another wonderful week of the Somebody Save Me podcast. Somebody save! But yes, follow us on Twitter, as we always say. Keep up with us. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week, of course, with episode four. 
I don't know what it's called. I don't know, but Lana goes in the lake, and that's all that matters. Please talk shit to me on Twitter if you don't. I think you're lame. Yeah, yeah. so. Adios, motherfucker!